Hey, I'm Peter. And I'm Heather. Welcome Welcome to to No No Greater Greater Joy, Joy. a parenting podcast to help you raise kids who walk in God's truth all the days of their life. Each episode will give you practical advice that will help you align your parenting with the Word of God. Because in the end, there's There's no no greater greater joy. Come on, welcome back. Welcome Welcome back. back to No Greater Joy. And we love talking with you guys. We love talking about this, talking about parenting. And today we are talking about something kind of big. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Uh, And it is this. We are talking about blended families. Now, if you are listening and you're going, oh, I don't need to listen to this one because I'm not a blended family. Wait right there. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Because here's the thing. We know that there are a lot of blended families out there, and the chances are about 100% that you know somebody that is in a blended family. And I think, as we know, we're strong believers in that parenting really takes a village. And so if you are in someone's life that is part of a blended family, this episode is going to be great for you. It's going to give you some insight into what they go through on a daily basis and there's also some really great nuggets in here that applies to all parenting. Uh, and we have a pretty impressive guest today, if I do say so myself. Not uh, only is she impressive. She's our friend. She's <laughs> our friend. And that's so special. I want to introduce our friend, Bianca Juarez Oltaf. She's a Bible teaching, word slanging, Mexican. Come on. passionate about raising up a generation of people who are passionate about Jesus Christ. As an author and a speaker, and a podcaster. She knows the power of her words and she wields them wisely. As a church planner at our friends, the Father's House, Orange County, you can visit them at www.tfhoc.org. And as a leader, she's committed to proclaiming the gospel domestically and internationally, and more importantly, recently in the prisons. Just open the door for that. Thank you, Jesus. But for more information, you can follow along on social media or visit her website, www.biancaoltoff.com. Can you help us make some noise for our friend, Bianca? Bianca. Well, we are excited. Heather, are you excited? So pumped. <laughs> we have our friend, Bianca Juarez Oltoff on the podcast. Can you just give it up for <laughs> Uh We are family, aren't we? We are. We are. And Peter, I have to give it to you because... It was the, the the translation and the pronunciation of Juarez was actually quite impressive. Hey, Duolingo, Duolingo is helping me out this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to That's finish awesome. what I started. I did two years of Spanish in high school and then left it alone. Yeah. But I go by Pedro a lot. And so I want to finish what the <laughs> those, Lord has those started. Años de español <laughs> paying off. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, Bianca, thank you for joining us and talking about a subject that is difficult. Uh, Blended family. Oh, Oh. my goodness. It's one of those that um, I think personally as a pastor, I'll say from me, the church doesn't talk about enough. Yeah. And I don't think that we hear about it enough in any kind of resources for families and parenting. And we listened to an amazing episode on your podcast, uh, episode 13. Actually, I would highly recommend that you guys all go and check it out. Episode 13. Bianca does an amazing episode with her son, Parker, and just talks about this relationship, blended family. But I know there's a cool name that you like to go by instead of like stepmom or something else. What is that name? Okay. So the connotation to stepmom just feels like 
Disney, you know, totally. stepmom that's wicked. <laughs> yeah. And so I like to go to Smom, mm. which is stepmom or smother, because I do like to give inordinate <laughs> amounts of hugs, even though Parker is now almost 19 and wow. he's always like, get away from me. And I'm like, no, absolutely. So I'm a smother <laughs> and a smom, very proud. And I have been married for 12 years, but I've been in the kids' life since they were three and five. Wow. And wow. now Parker and Ryan are almost 17 and almost 19. Wow. Amazing. That's amazing. I, I think that's the other caveat of this uh, conversation is that you're raising teenagers and Ooh. adults Ooh. now. Uh, we are not there yet. And no, no. so we are learning from you today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've been in their life for an extended period of time. Tell us about kind of when you and Matt started to enter into a relationship, what did the formation of that relationship, including kids and then this idea of blended family, what did that look like for you as the mom on the outside? Yeah, so it's, it's funny because um, when you speak to somebody who has gone through cancer, there's nomenclature that cancer patients and survivors have. Well, when you go through or are part of a blended family, there's just nomenclature. And then you could easily kind of uh, uh, categorize where people mm. fall. So uh, Matt and I are a little bit different because most blended families come with a his and hers, mm. you know, both previously married and both come with kids. Our, our relationship was really different. So he was previously married. And uh, I like to tell him that I am his 2.0 version. I'm the Joel 225 of his life, honey. <laughs> the years that the locust is eaten, the Lord restored through moi. Let's go. And, uh, I, I, and, and our stories were just so different. So he'd been previously married. He had two kids. And I, I hadn't dated for a number of years. I, I was a virgin when we got married. I did not have any kids. Like So our story was just really different. Uh, but... In that, I think there's been a lot of beautiful things that I've been able to speak to other mm -hmm. step parents about. And it's a topic that I never heard ever yeah. growing up in church. Right. Yeah. And then when I started dating someone who had kids and we spoke about what a blended family would look like, no one in the church really spoke honestly about it. And so I was left to get external resources that were all very negative. And then mm -hmm. I was left to yeah. think like, gosh, is this what I want? And so um, I like to talk about it because I had such a rocky start that I don't want, if anyone could avoid some of the mishaps and mm. pitfalls and potholes that we encountered, I'd love to have a conversation, even just to shed light. I don't ha may not have all the answers, but yeah. I'd love to share a little light like, hey, we walked the path before you. We've paved ways, ways so that you can walk on them. So I love the topic. Thank you for bringing me on. Thank you for trusting me with this conversation. Yeah. Honestly, privileged <laughs> to have you with us. As Chick-fil-A would say, my pleasure. Uh. <laughs> For real. Oh, For real. Chick-fil-A. How did Wait you? Wait a minute, you guys, we're fasting. We cannot oh. talk about oh. food, right? This is why okay. it's so easy to talk For about. For the listeners, they need to know. <laughs> I, I, at the same time, all of us, we before yes. the show, we were talking about how we're all fasting. So there's no Chick-fil-A. Even though it's Christian nope. chicken, we're, we're talking about mm, water. Mm, so good. <laughs> My baby cup has water in that it. That H2O life. <laughs> I told yesterday, so I told Heather, I said, I've had some hydrogen and some oxygen today. That is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And if you're listening, um, this is a, is a good segue. If you're listening and you're in a stuck place in your relationship with your kids, your For uh, real. your marriage, it might be time to consider a fast. That's right. Yes, that's a great plug. Actually, yes, that is a great plug. 100%. I was I was thinking about it earlier, um, you know, in the vein of parenting conversation, you know, if if you feel like you're stuck in a milestone, if you're stuck in a development phase, if you're stuck yep. with the schools, 
Uh, fasting might be a good protocol. I know that's something that Heather's dad did for his mm -hmm. girls, and I always thought it was such a great model to follow. And and so my son and my daughter are on my list this year that's for right. a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening, it might be time for you to say, God, I give it all to you. That's right. And I'm going to try it your way, and I want you to break through. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great reminder. Thank you. And I'm thinking about Chick-fil-A. And in some days, I'm going <laughs> to visit that place again, get that Christian oh, chicken. Oh, man. Okay. So I got to ask, coming in to a blended family, you kind of, you had mentioned that it wasn't quite what maybe you had thought about, dreamed about. What was like, were there any fears involved in like, oh gosh, I'm stepping into this. Was there, or maybe not fears, maybe complications, maybe things that you didn't foresee. All of the above, <laughs> all of the above, girl. So let me get a little bit of context. And then if there's a layer yeah. that we can pull that would we, uh, open up a new door that we can go down, let's yeah. do that. But yeah. a little bit of context. I, I was living in Los Angeles. My now husband, boy, then boyfriend was living in Orange County. I knew that he had kids and uh, we wisely decided that I wasn't going to meet the kids until we were very serious in our relationship. So I met the kids probably about three months into our relationship. Mm. And it was great because I lived in Los Angeles and he lived in Orange County. We only saw each other about once if we were lucky twice a week. And he has 50% custody, which is very rare in the state of California, but he's 50% yeah. mm -hmm. of the kids. So if I was going out there once a week and he only had had them two out of the four times that I got to go out there, I was kind of like the fun auntie, you know, <laughs> I got to come in and we got to play games and we played Candyland and we went to Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, we did all these fun things. And so I was associated with fun, which is my personality as well. So it felt like a very 100%. authentic, natural fit. Yeah. At the same time, I wasn't there for discipline. I wasn't there for mm. necessarily big cleanups. I wasn't there for routine and patterns. I was the one that came in and just sprinkled fun dust everywhere and then got to leave. <laughs> So when we move forward in a relationship and we got married, it was literally Matt felt very adamant about the kids being at the wedding. And I kind of had like no really thoughts or feelings about it. And um, now being married, um, you know, almost a decade late, later, I understand why it was such a big value, but the kids were very, very young. Yeah. And so it was babysitting and wedding planning and doing a wedding all at the same time. His parents took the kids to their biological mom um, the day after our wedding, and we flew on our honeymoon. We flew back from our honeymoon, and we immediately picked up the kids. Whoa. So wow. I had no, there was no gestation period. So if wow. you're pregnant, you have nine to 10 months to prepare yep. emotionally, spiritually, physically for the birth of this child that you're responsible for. I said, I do. And I walked immediately into parenting. Wow. And um, Matt and I had lots of conversations about what parenting would look like. We, we can go down that road if we want to. But for me, it was a massive culture shock. Wow. Massive culture sure. shock. I went, you know, from a life of complete autonomy and I could spend money on designer clothes and go out to uh, <laughs> movies that had food that's brought to you in the movies and have adult lounges and can stay out until any time to then moving into a family, an <laughs> ecosystem, a pre-existing ecosystem Gosh. with chicken fingers and baby carrots and bedtimes and bath times and potty training. And I was like, what on oh, earth? Oh my gosh. Like? So that's that's the big picture Yeesh. of what life looked like as you know stepping into step parenting. But prior to that, Matt, we had had very honest conversations, and Matt's like, "I'm not looking for someone that's marrying me. I'm looking for someone that is willing to build a family with my mm. pre-existing family." Wow. And so um, I'm a learner by nature. I, I love to read, and so 
I started to look for books and there were not a lot of books on step parenting. There was a lot on, well, actually there was more books on blended families, but there really wasn't a whole lot of books specifically for entering into a pre-existing unit. Mm. So I already just felt like the percentage was low and then percentage got really low. So then I read this kind of like generic book on step parenting and Literally, I remember laying on Matt's couch. I was visiting him. It was a Saturday and he was in the kitchen making something and I'm reading this book and I just started crying. I was like, is this step parenting? Because it was so abysmal. It was so dismal. I mean, it was so sad. I remember chucking the book across the room and I was like, this is horrible. I don't want to be a step parent. And we had some honest conversations and then um, there was actually, I think the book was sold out or out of print or something, but there was this one book I'll I'll send it to you yeah. and then you guys could add it to the show, notes, the show notes. But yeah. I think it was called like the single sassy girls survival guide to step parenting. <laughs> it was like, it, it, it was, was literally like it was written for me, you. Right? <laughs> and, and it was right. I know I had like poor Bianca. The dedication was to me or something. And, um, but, but it was sold out everywhere. And I was so, so bummed. And the day that Matt proposed to me, I'll get a little love for my thought. Think about it. The day oh. that I proposed to me, he found the out of print oh. book and he gave it to me as we were at the J Paul Getty museum earlier before he proposed to me. So it was all those like small little details to make sure I was prepared for what I was stepping into all that to say, it was all very dark. It was all very heavy and there wasn't a whole lot of resources. And so I was kind of nervous about stepping into step parenting. So I decided, let me talk to some people from church. I was part of my dad's church at the time. And I knew that there were some people that had blended families or step families. And I will never forget uh, I won't say her name, but uh, a woman that I loved and super involved in church and still hold in the highest regard. They're still members of my dad's church. I love them, love them. I would look at their marriage and I would look at their family and say, that's amazing. And she's so positive, so faithful, so life-giving. And I went to her and I said, hey, I'm dating a guy and he has two kids. What advice do you have for me? And she looked at me with a big smile on her face. And she said, don't do it. <laughs> wow. No. You guys, oh. I literally said, wait, don't marry him? <laughs> like, don't. She said, don't do it. Wow. And I, and I, I I like didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Thank you. She's like, I'm telling you this because you're going to have moments where you look back and you say, why did I do this? Wow. And you need to know that someone told you don't do it so that when you make the decision, it was you that made the decision. Y'all, that was the best flipping advice wow. that she could have ever given me. Holy cow. Because there were moments where I did question, sure. why the yeah. heck did I do this? <laughs> I made the decision. Yep. I made the decision. I made the choice. I knew what I was stepping into. I walked in eyes wide open. I didn't know what parenting would look like. I didn't know what step parenting would look like. But you guys, you have to, for those that are out there that are kind of like on the verge or, you know, and this is what I'm getting a lot. Like, oh, Bianca, I, you know, I saw that you married a guy that was previously married and had kids. It's such an inspiration for me. I'm now dating this guy. And now I give them the same advice that she gave me. Mm. Don't do it. Wow. Not because it's dismal, not because I want to be foreboding, mm. but we have to understand that if we say yes, we're saying yes, not just to him. We're not just saying yes to her. We're saying yes to their family. Mm, so and good. so it, I, I think that was like a game changer. There wasn't a lot of resources. I had to create my own resources and then I had to decide, is this for me? Wow. I love the fact that you like went and found somebody who was doing it well. Cause yeah, that's yeah. kind of a life model for me is like, mm-hmm. just go find the person who's killing it and then just learn and glean that's from right. <laughs> everything they're doing. 
I feel like that was a uh, just a bomb moment right there. You just dropped the bomb. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a revelation for a lot of listeners. And, and I think it just I just a small little caveat. I didn't end with just asking that one woman once. So after we had that very honest conversation, I hit her up a couple other times. But then there was someone roughly around my age that attended uh, my church, and she, like me, didn't have kids going into the relationship. She was not previously married, and so I kind of like latched onto her. And the good thing was is that she became a really good friend and Matt, my husband became friends with her husband. Oh. So we would actually double date and they would say things y'all, they would say things. And in my head, I'm thinking, Oh, well, that's just for you. Like you guys struggled <laughs> yeah. with that. That's not going to be for us. <laughs> Y'all, it was like, <laughs> they were like prophets telling us of what is to come, you know? Oh. And so I think getting wisdom, not just from books, but getting uh, practical wisdom from people, other people from different situations and different mm. life stages is really important to a yeah. thriving yeah. Uh, relationship when it comes to step parenting, because marriage is one thing yeah. and parenting is one thing. And yep. those two individually are very complicated. Now add the step component. And it's a Molotov cocktail. So yep. there's some some basic statistics out there. You know, most marriages here in the United States are um, the divorce rate is at 52 yeah. percent. And it's not different within Christianity. It's right. the divorce rate within Christians is 51 percent. Now, the remarriage rate is uh, a very high percentage, which is good news for people who are divorced. It's roughly around 62 percent will get remarried. But the divorce rate jumps up from marriage 2.0 to 83%. Yeah. Why? Because it's not just marriage yeah. and it's not just, you know, living together. It's also kids and it's also the step component. So yeah. mm. these conversations are wildly important. And I'm grateful that you guys are kind of opening up Pandora's box <laughs> to have these conversations. Wow. I love it. We, we like to say that, you know, this episode is one of many, right? Because it's oh, like, gosh. Yes. we're just scratching the surface, but I'm with you. Let's talk about it. Let's be about it. Uh, because I'm seeing, we're seeing on mm -hmm. the weekends, we're seeing a lot of blended families come to the church. And yeah. I, I think it's beautiful because uh, God can restore and redeem um, these relationships. And, and I've seen um, these relationships restored to where, you know, both sets of families are like best friends in the end. I mean, something that seems not even possible, right? And, uh, and to raise their kids together. And so, you know, I, I definitely want to learn from those, but to give hope to those people who are just starting the journey or like you were mm. considering the journey and to get a little hope. Now you mentioned, uh, a little bit about discipline. We just touched it briefly. Yes. That's one of those where it can easily turn into it's my kids versus oh, yeah. it's our kids, right? Yeah. That, that delineation mm -hmm. and knowing that the kids are going between homes what did you guys do to tackle the topic of, you know, that, that, that thing of like having to set boundaries and having to work with the kids and brother, this is a whole other podcast for another day because <laughs> listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an overview yeah. and it's still even complicated, even yeah. with adult, you know, and sure. having one adult child and one, um, you know, on their way. Yeah. Uh, this is what I will say. In addition to us being a, you know, a step family, in addition to Matt, this is Matt's second marriage and me walking into kids, we are also different ethnicities. So we come with different cultural backgrounds yeah. oh, yeah. and different understandings <laughs> of what discipline and respect look like. So within Latino culture, respect and discipline is a high priority in the household. He is, you know, Midwest of German descent, you know, and so it feels almost kind of like everything's discussed. Mm. And I'm just like... <laughs> Oh, you giving a three-year-old an opinion? Oh my God. So, so 
we did have conversations about parenting because I mean I did see his parenting style when we were dating sure and um he he did he encouraged me like you know in the art of parenting I want you to feel like you're empowered to make decisions and all this other stuff but we need to come on a place where we both land when it comes to disciplining the kids because because it's you know a divorce household he felt adamantly on no spankings um for a couple reasons uh here in california everyone's a raging liberal and like this whole like i don't what do they call it corporal punishment listen yeah. i was raised we got we didn't get spanked honey we got beat yeah. we got chocolates we got hangers we got brushes we got belts like i mean whatever but i'm i'm a better person because of it okay oh, yeah. i like to say i was so raw and my mama spanked satan at it from me, okay oh. so that's that's just my cultural context right well, um, the corporal punishment side was like a deal with Matt, but then also like if something happened where the kids maybe got injured or something happened where there was a bruise, he just didn't want to complicate custody with the kids. So he landed on no spankings, which that's fine. Um, I remember the first time that I disciplined Ryan, she was um, four years old at the time and there was something going on. And at the time we were living in a two bedroom apartment and the door, we were on the second floor, the door was open and Matt and Parker were running up and down. He was five, like he was six and you know, Matt, they, I don't know what they were doing. Well, she was gonna go out there with no shoes on. And I said, you can't go outside Ryan. And she did one of these like, ha! And like stomp oh. the, her foot. Oh heck no! <laughs> Listen, thank you. That's all I gotta say, honey. And, and okay, if no, let me let me tell you how Matt would respond. Oh Ryan, is that the best way to behave? <laughs> well, let me tell you, he wasn't in the house. So guess who was the parent? I did not spank her. I didn't take my shoe off. I didn't threaten her. I simply, I was so proud of myself. I simply picked her up and put her in the room. I got down on my knees so I wasn't this authoritative figure, and I just said, Ryan. This is not how you respond. And she said, huh. I said, okay, great. So you can stay here until you can change your attitude. Let me tell you something. This child started <laughs> leaping as if I killed her cat. Okay? Oh boy. I mean, so by the time Parker and Matt come in, Matt looks at me like, what did you do to her? I said, I didn't even touch her. I said, she couldn't stomp her foot and give me attitude. And then, so he, so he went in there and tried to reason with her. And I said, she can come out of the room when she apologizes. She wept and wept and I could see it's killing that. It is killing that. Oh, and yeah. I said, listen, I'm a Latina mommy. You've messed with the wrong kid. <laughs> First of all, all parents give a lot more grace to their kids than most strangers will because they have this like birth bond to them and they think they're extraordinarily cute. And I'm like, I didn't birth mm -hmm. you. You ain't cute. I'm gonna make you a right person. Person, uh -huh, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so finally, when she calmed down, she came out, she apologized. And I told him, I said, this is how we need to parent the kids. Mm. I will meet you halfway. You've got to meet me halfway. Oh yeah. And so it has been this delicate dance between cultural backgrounds, between preferences, and even still to this day, Parker is 18 years old. Next month, he's going to be 19. He's back from college. He's staying here at the house. I love the house with Parker. Now we have to talk about the teen years because that's another podcast, brother. We already thirty minutes oh, into this. We have so many podcasts. This is three. a series. This is a thirty-part series. Yes, Let's, go. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about that another day. But for right now, our current relationship with our adult son is so much fun. I love that he's here. I love cooking him Prince Parker protein pancakes. Oh. He plays football. He is 260 pounds and he's 6'4 and I love him. I love him. We have so much fun. The smother comes out. The smother comes out. <laughs> the smother comes out. But yet even now, Matt and I still differ on, you know, discipline. Uh, we we are meeting each other halfway all the time. And I, I would like to say, not to pat myself on the back, but I would like to say that the kids are better because of the discipline coupled with the love 
yes. that I was able to, you know, I'll pat you on the back. And again, cultural yeah. context, <laughs> you know, his family, they're great. They're amazing, but they are not affectionate. They just yeah. don't come from that cloth. Mm. So as hard and strict as I am on the kids, I am equally overly affectionate with so them. Good. So I like to say, yes, I will get in your face. And yes, I'm, I'm the hard nose. People think that Matt's the hard nose. Oh, heck no. <laughs> I'm the hard nose of our family, but I'm also the one that will cut myself for them. So yeah, it's sure. this you know, a delicate dance, but parenting and discipline has to both parties come and meet. And these conversations, if somebody's listening out there and they're dating someone that has pre-existing yes. kids, you yes. need to have conversations before Amen. you say oh my gosh. Yes, yes on how we parent the kids. Yes. Now, that being said, if there's pre-existing family units, like a his and hers, and they have kids and they come together, that is another difficult dance. So one thing, because it's like how you discipline them before the marriage, how you discipline after marriage and where you land in the mm -hmm. middle. I highly recommend one. I highly recommend therapy for all yes. married couples. Yes. yes. And it's not like I'm broken and I'm crazy. Therefore I need therapy. No, no. it's a third party moderator. Yep. No, yep. I think all marriages for the first six months and doing the dance to figure out how to live together need yep. the therapy. Oh yeah. But so if you're good. a blended family, you need to have a third party moderator yeah. that can deal with the psyche and the soul and shine mm. light on areas that would feel like an attack from a spouse. And it sounds different and comes different. It hits different when yeah. it's somebody that's on the outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would just recommend number one in that first question was get yourself some good uh, couples and some good accountability, some good mentors. Uh, number two, get yourself a great therapist that's right. for sure. So I think discipline that's has been board. a journey for us, but one that's been fun. So good. I, I was on another podcast this week and I was talking about, I'm an advocate for therapy. Uh, yeah. We do marriage check-ins and, and mm -hmm. we do all of those things. And uh, I hit some troubled waters this last year with family stuff. And I, I sought counsel um, because yeah. I wanted to, to balance my ideas and my thoughts and my yeah. feelings. And here's what I've noticed that I parent better. Heather can, she, she said this to me recently, so I'm, I'm testing to her, her <laughs> words, but I parent better when I'm, you know, more in health. I parent better yeah. when, uh, yes. when I, when I've talked yeah. to somebody and I've worked through and processed these things and I give, yeah. gives me more grace for the kids, helps me. And I, I am an advocate all the way. So hundred percent support what you're saying that, um, we need, we need to talk to somebody. We need, uh, outside counsel. And, and I will say this, that, uh, you got to find the right counselor, you yes. know, find those friends that you're looking up to their relationship and mm -hmm. you can, you can, uh, learn and glean from them and their kids are a little bit down the road or whatever that looks like. Find that counselor that you That's connect right. with and they, they really speak your language and encourage you. Uh, so that might take a few people, but ultimately if you're listening, I encourage you find somebody, get a coach. Uh, Bill yeah. Gates said in his Ted talk, everybody needs a coach. Everybody. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I want to highlight something too that you said about um, you were talking about, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? Think oh no, it. I'm going to think about it. and I'm going to come back to it. Oh no, I was listening to your guys' conversation. It was so good. And then I was, <laughs> I was like, I got to remember to bring that up. Oh, I remember. It'll come back to you. I remember. It's all here now. Okay. Um, so you had talked about the... Um, how talking about parenting before you got married. And yeah. I just want to highlight that one of the top four things that are cause for divorce is parenting. It's mm -hmm. finances, it's parenting, it's in-laws. It's obviously the number one would be, you know, an affair or something like that. But um, the number one thing, you know, one of the top four reasons why people get divorced is because they can't agree on how to parent their children, period. That doesn't include adding other people's children and other people's <laughs> opinions. That's, we had these kids together and we just didn't agree. And um, so I would highly recommend 
free parenting or free marriage advice right now is before you ever get married, sit down with a therapist and talk about get premarital counseling. See if the, you might be all lovey-dovey and totally in love, but a therapist might be able to point out the areas that, hey, this is going to be a really tough point for you in your marriage and a lot of times it's parenting you know you talk about spankings not spankings where do you guys land all those things uh everybody has yeah oh gosh respect this is on education Uh. all of this stuff matters because for me i can't i'm a daughter of an immigrant education was our ticket out of the hood Mm. and if we didn't agree and there wasn't this heavy emphasis on education academics then one parent's going to be towing the load and the other one's just going to be like the Disneyland parent that's like, ah, laissez-faire, you know, C's get degrees, whatever. So I think all of those are important questions to have before having a kid or stepping stepping into a relationship with someone that has a kid. Yeah. Can I uh, ask you a tough question? Yeah. How do you manage the other side of the family relationship? Where you've got kids going over there, you're co-parenting, co-relating. You can talk in generalities. You don't have to talk about your family. (laughs) You can talk about what you've seen. But how do families navigate that, those relationships on the other side? Mm -hmm. Well, I wish I can say that it's a one size fits all. So I can give you my perspective and if people can glean great. If not, um, I'm fully aware that every situation, every marriage and remarriage is very different. And so uh, my lens and filter is, it has been, um, it's been very difficult, very difficult, Mm. um, in full candor and disclosure, which I mean, I think now I'm ready to talk about this, but Matt and I have been married for 12 years. We've been together for 14 and it's just now uh, probably because the kids are older sure. yeah. and I wanted really to protect their heart and their mind, and their soul. But I just never spoke about this. It was, it was really real. It wasn't just hard. It was demonic. Mm. Um, you know, when you have two different worldviews, so yeah. their mom's worldview is just very different. Um, and by different, like non-biblical, a-biblical and uh, very agnostic. And so here, you know, Matt is working full-time at a church. At the time I'm working at an NGO, we both go to church every week. We're very actively involved. And then their mom is not walking with the Lord. In fact, it's sabotaging any of the seeds that we're trying to sow. Mm-hmm. So it was like emotional and spiritual whiplash. In fact, we had language in our house that we called it the detox. The first two days, of yeah. uh, the first two to three days yeah. was the kids detoxing from wow. um, that way of life. I'm, when I say detoxing, I'm not trying to paint her in a bad picture. I don't know how she parented or sure. what she said, yeah. sure. but the detox as in all that worldview and that mode of parenting and that life was a mm. detox when they come into our house and so it was the first two days of transitions were always ugly Mm. and then about day four or five it was it was them and it was us and we were a unit and then the day before they knew that they were going to go back to their moms we got the sassy attitudes we got the disrespect we got all the other stuff so it it was just so um it was so schizophrenic. It was so bipolar yeah. emotionally because you love the kids and you're trying to sew into them and you're having theological conversations. I remember this one time, Parker, who's very much like Matt, very analytical, um, very just linear in thought. I was reading him a Bible story at bedtime and it was, a, and Jesus raised from the grave. And I closed the bed, closed the book and I said, isn't that awesome? And he's like, well, that's not true. Oh. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, well, that's not true because mom told me it's not true. Mm. And I said, really? I'm like, well, Parker Mason, I would never lie to you. 
And he said, well, you told me Santa Claus exists <laughs> and he doesn't. We just did a podcast about that. <laughs> That's one of our episodes. And I was so convicted. And so listen, listen, my 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 son is going to be 19 years old and I'm, I'm going to make good on my word. I told him, he was seven at the time. And I told him, I said, Parker Mason, I'm going to take you to Israel. I'm going to take you to Holy Land. Go. I'm going to take you to the tomb <laughs> where the right. resurrected come Jesus on, was. I'm on. here preaching. You guys, my parenting journey has been evangelism. Like yes. as a pastor, it is so emotionally hard. Oh, I'm going to have a lump in my throat. To go to church every weekend and preach the gospel and see life transformation happen in the That's lives right. of so many people. And I pray every week for the salvation and a relationship with mm. the Lord for my kids. Yeah. So that is so hard. But my first mission field, people say, the first mission field is your family. Yo, that's cool. <laughs> that's but real. literally, I'm trying to get my kids <laughs> saved up in these streets, you know? That's so, real. I, so I will say, I will say, it was very hard. Um, and I'll be very honest in saying, I have zero relationship with the kid's mom right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, for the last six years. Uh, there was just, um, I don't want to go into it because I don't want to be disparaging or anything yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. It was, it got to the point where I realized it was like, I'm not even kidding you. I don't want to sign all hyper spiritual, but I felt like the spirit of God was saying, do not engage, do not wow. look, do not touch, do not be in the same room. There was an aura. There was a vibe. There was something. And the spirit of God just said, nope, I'm done. I was released. I think for a yeah. long time, I really tried, hey, let's, let's parent together. Let's do this. Let's do sure. that. And then it was one thing after other, after other. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm good. We're good. Yeah, we're we're good. So that's I don't ever speak negatively about the kids' good. mom in front of them. That's um, important. I try you know, encouraging. I will drop them off at her house. Like I'll I'll do everything that I possibly can. I just don't engage with her. Yeah, that's one of the things my counselor told me this year in dealing with some stuff was it's it's okay to do nothing. Mm. It's okay to 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 not engage. It's okay, and I I, I totally hear where you're here. at. Mm-hmm. Just to, that's just, a word for somebody out there because there is some parent, there's some step parent or blended parent that like really is trying to build a bridge. And, you know, you, you don't want to be caustic or unbiblical right. or, you know, non Jesus like, but right. you could also be wise and right. just do nothing. That's, that's a word, Peter. You know, just keep working on you. Just keep yeah. uh, praying. Just keep, you know, praying for there's so many things that can be done in the prayer realm that, you know, yeah. I can't physically do. And, one of the things Can we talk about that, Peter, actually. Let's go. Because here's here's the thing. I just am I'm sensing right now that there's gonna be someone listening to this podcast and maybe they're in the throes of yep. step parenting. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember calling my mom. I've never, never spoke about this publicly. I remember calling my mom and I felt so guilty. I called her and I was like sobbing in the car mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't stand the kids. I can't stand the kids. And I feel like such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I feel like such a butthole. I'm sorry. Can we take a butthole? <laughs> Do sorry. it. It could be worse, y'all. I'm mean, really could be worse. But and I, I, I just was sobbing. And there was such grace from my mom. Mm-hmm. She said, "You know what, BB? Sometimes I didn't like you." Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, did she tell you that? <laughs> That's a good mama. That's a good she mom. She said, "Sometimes I couldn't stand you." Yeah. Every parent is going to have these moments where they don't like their kid. But as a step parent, there's an inordinate amount of shame and guilt because mm. you're responsible for them. And I, this is what I want to say. I, I, I want to talk about the hard and then I'm going to bring in some biblical yeah. and then I'm going to pass it over to you. But <laughs> the hard for, for me was um, there was a long season specifically with Parker. And I mean, I spoke so highly of him. He's on episode 13. I, I freaking love this kid, right? Yeah. I love him. I'll believe for him. But there was a moment where a long season, not a moment, there was a long season where I would, anoint his door with oil because I really did think that there was demonic oppression going on in our Mm -hmm. household. I can't explain it. Um, the, it was people say teen angst and like, 
I get that, but it was, you guys, it was so layered. And he was also going through a really hard time. He was struggling mm. academically. Mm. He was transferring schools. He didn't have yeah. friends. There was so much going on. But what he brought into the house, like I was, I literally thought like, I can't, I can't stay in this marriage. Mm, I cannot wow. stay in this marriage. Wow. I remember waking up in the middle of the night and like feeling like an oppression in my house. I, it was, I, if somebody out there needs to hear the real of this, yes. like, and, and know, um, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Come on. That's and right. so when we talk about this, I don't want to say that the step parents that come in to parent someone else's kids are the heroes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we have a choice in the same way that that woman at my dad's told, church told me that I had a choice. I want to speak come to somebody on. right now and let the, let us know we have a choice. That's right. And in the Bible, when we take a look at step parents, because this is something I really have to dove into in the old testament we have sarah mm-hmm. who is a stepmom yep. and sarah was a stepmom to ishmael and we see mm-hmm. that her choice as a stepmom divided a family and had culture wars for hundreds if not right. thousands of years mm-hmm. because she could not reconcile raising someone else's child and you know being godly then we have someone like joseph joseph was a step parent to jesus mm-hmm. and so we have Sarah, who caused havoc to human history and and cultural wars. And then we have Joseph, who willingly parented and loved and brought someone up that changed the world. My mindset as a step parent is I have a choice. I could be a Sarah or I could be a Joseph. Mm. And we as parents, we as step parents have a, we have to know if I stay and there's no guarantee here, there's no guarantee the kids are going to serve the Lord. There's no guarantee you're going to have a great relationship. There's no guarantee the kids are going to love you. To this day, the kids call me B. Till this day, I don't, I'm not mom in their life. Yeah. They have a mom. Yeah. They don't call me mom. I call myself mom. <laughs> yeah. That's very hard. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, I choose you mm. repeatedly. I choose you. When you go into mm. this, there is no guarantee that you're going to be a better Christian. The kids are going to love you. You're going to have a family unit. Yeah. You're going to look like a Hallmark movie at Christmas. There's no guarantee. It's a choice. Yeah. Do I get to be Elizabeth or am I going to be? Joseph. Right, right. And if we walk in with eyes wide open and know there's going to be so much suck, mm. there will be more suck than good. But those good moments, we live for the good moments and we know I'm going to do my best to raise you in the ways of the Lord. So good. And then you're going to decide. Yeah. So good. And that's all that I can control. That's it. Man. I love talking with you, <laughs> Bianca, as a friend, because uh, you're open, you're vulnerable. Real. These are mm-hmm. hard conversations. Yeah. And uh, I think there's probably a lot of opportunity for us to have more. Uh, we, sure. We'll talk about that later. But I just want to thank you. And, you know, if you're listening today and you need some encouragement, find it in that. It's okay to do nothing. Find some friends who can get in your corner and live in the same life that you are. Get a coach. Get a counselor. Uh, God is on your side. That's right. He, uh, he is walking with you through this marriage, through this parenting journey. And he has your best in store. And uh, I want to encourage you, listen to Bianca's podcast. That's right. We're going there because this is her life. She's open. She's, she's real. real. She brings a revelation, the word. We love you, Bianca. Thank yes, you so much do. for joining us today. Before we go, would you mind just praying over these parents? I mean, you've already spoken right to their heart today. I know it. Mm. But would you just pray and kind of seal this up just as a, a way to confirm what God is saying to them right now and uh, pray over them for us? Absolutely. Before I do, I want to say thank you for trusting me. Thank you for caring about step parents. You guys do such a good job at loving parents well, and uh, you encourage us that we don't have to be perfect to parent. So thank you for that. I also want to speak to the parents out there who have friends that are in blended families. Mm -hmm. Now you have a glimpse 
of maybe some That's pain right. that you didn't know. Will yeah. you do me a favor? Will you encourage a stepmom? Will you yes. encourage a stepdad? Will Come you on. let them know that they're doing a good job? Because you do all the things of a parent and you don't get the same reward as a parent. Mm. Step parenting is hard. So I'm going to pray for those step Come parents on. out here and then Come encourage on. those bio parents to find a step parent and send them some love. Encourage them. Take them but. to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After the fast. Yes. yes. <laughs> you brought it back, Peter. You brought Chick-fil-A back, honey. Let's pray. Let's now. go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank we invoke you, your presence even now on this podcast. You are ever present. You are all around us. And so whether this podcast is listened on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Sunday, on a Monday, God, you're with us. And that's so right. for every step parent out there or someone that's part of a blended family that might be feeling like they're in the throes of the thick of crap. Yeah. Yeah. The deep, dark pit, God. Yeah. I pray that you shine a light yes. in their lives. Will you remind them that in the way that you have adopted us, that we get to uh, spiritually adopt children that we might not have birthed, but we get to love. Yeah. Right. Will you give us the power that we need? Empower us through your spirit to love these mm -hmm. children and empower them to be world changers, much like Joseph poured into the life of Jesus. And so we're going to need your strength for that. For every stepdad, every stepmom, mm -hmm. every blended family, will you go before them, Lord That's God? Right. Will you anoint them? And will they be able to put you at the center of their lives? You are the bond of perfection. You are the bond of love. You are the bond of love. You are the bond of love. Yes. So be the bond that unites us in love. Yes. We thank you. We love you. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, Amen. so good. I'm, I, I am encouraged and I, I, I'm taking your advice. Like I just want to support these families that we yeah. get to see and they come in and I just want to love on them and hug them. And I'm so thankful for this conversation. We love you, Bianca. Uh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> we love you, friend. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Love it. Heather, I loved that episode. And she's just, I could, I could just sit and listen to her all day. I don't even care what she talked about. She could talk about ice cream and I would listen. <laughs> Um, She's just amazing. Even as we were talking, honestly, like I'm just was getting more and more of a heart and passion for this subject yeah, and uh, these families. And I just want to support you and encourage you. So yeah. uh, thanks for listening to the very end. If you have not, you need to subscribe to her podcast. Yes. We're going there and you need to check out all that she's up to. And uh, Bianca, if you're still listening, uh, we were just talking about it off camera, but uh, I think there's some more for you here. Uh, I don't know if we can prophesy this out, but write um, a book, write a blended family parenting book. You said there was no resources. <laughs> Make the resource. As a friend who believes in you, I want to champion you and I will help you. <laughs> but uh, I think this is a topic that the church needs to talk about more. So thanks That's for right. joining us. We love you guys. And remember that in this journey of parenting, uh, it's all about no greater joy. It's all about focusing on who they're going to be and That's what right. we're raising them to be. And uh, that's what it's all about. So we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening to this episode of No Greater Joy. For more episodes and resources, visit stowministries.com, where you'll also find links to connect with us on social media. Parenting can be tough, so let's stick together. Because in the end, there's, there's no, no greater, greater joy. joy.